Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This very special Chaser Report is sponsored by Tragedy. This weekend marks 20 years to the day since the release of Nickelback's Silver Side Up album. Moving on isn't easy, but we've got to try. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Monday the 13th of September 2021, a day that will forevermore be known in the history of the great state of New South Wales as Picnic Day. I'm Dom Knight. We've got Gabby Bolt Hello. and Charles Firth. And Gabby and Charles, happy Picnic Day. Ah, oh, shut up. Looking. This is you all know how I feel about this. I've been no. so excited about this. Oh, I bet you are. I bet you've got fucking quince paste and cheese and grapes and you're going to let all of that sugary, juicy shit on the ground for the ants to enjoy. It's such a waste. You know that there's this thing at parks now, Gabby, called... Um, Chairs and tables? Have you ever heard of this concept? Yeah, I have. But the thing is, if everyone's going out for a picnic, Charles, I'm not one to arrive to a park early. And so when I get there, they're all going to be taken, aren't they? And I'm too Uh, non-confrontational to go up and be like, oi, move. There is good news, which is today it's overcast with the forecast of rain for most of the day in New South Wales. Mm. So you don't have to go on a picnic because none of us can because we have we we have the notional freedom of Ugh. picnics without any of the hassles of actually having to go on one or being I, able to. I refuse to let bad weather and unpleasantness ruin my picnic. Charles, do you want to go on a picnic? I'll get yeah, takeaway I'd, burgers. I'm definitely going on a picnic. Yeah, we can huddle under some sort of rain shelter oh. in absolute misery. Yeah, but nevertheless, enjoy the fact that we're allowed and to thumb our nose, thumb our nose. At the virus that got us into this place in the first place. And we're doubly vaccinated. Yeah. So there's a non-trivial chance we could still infect each other. But it doesn't matter because it's picnic day, Charles. It's picnic day. Counter-offer, counter-offer. You could get all the food that you would eat on a picnic and you can put it on a plate in your house. And then you can eat it wherever you like because you have the absolute luxury of of eating indoors. That, That actually... Sounds like a much better idea. Should, I, yeah. I think I might just do that, Dom. Sorry, it, you go to the park on your own. I'll, I'll um, I think I'm just yeah. going to stay at home, actually. Good. I just yeah. remember I'm glad that I could persuade one of you. There's a really good pizza shop near here and they deliver to home. Like, why would I want to eat pizza in a park when I could eat it at yes. home on yes. my sofa in front of the TV? Yeah. Oh, I should get into politics. That was too easy. The other big change today, just um, not nearly as important as picnic day, is that there are no more 11 a.m. press conferences and we won't really keep track of the numbers because they're going to be too terrible. What? Too terrifying and scary. Um, so that's what the Premier decided also from today. So no more numbers. Let's just blissfully blunder on into more cases. I wish the government took the stance of no more numbers when I was doing Year 11 general maths. That would have been really helpful. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, th- this is only in New South Wales where the outbreak is the worst, isn't yes. it, Don? I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, in all the other states, they'll still be doing sort of daily briefings. Yeah, Victoria, ACT, yeah. no plans to stop the yeah. briefings. You, you, but, could, you could sum that all up as they'll be doing work. Yeah. Well, the Premier actually said last week on Friday when she announced this, the 11am press conference was getting in the way of her work. 
Oh, oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 Gladys, babe, oh. take a break, darling. You know what? Take a break. Actually, yeah. take a long break. Yeah, take a like take a, a permanent ten, break. permanent picnic. Ten years, fifteen yeah. years. You know how long till I'm dead? Probably yeah. about sixty-five years. Take a sixty-five-year yeah. break, Gladys. Yeah, Life's a picnic, guys. It's really, it's really tough fronting the media each day. You know, I'd much prefer to. You know what? Something's just occurred to me, which is that if she is tired of these press conferences, someone else could actually be premier and do that job. I had just only. I wonder if she's thought of that idea. I've been thinking one step ahead of you, Dom. I'm actually the premier now. I don't know if anyone's told you this. I've been sort of behind the scenes, sneaking my ideas into New South Wales Health. Did you know that actually tomorrow's uh, 11 a.m. health person Mm. briefing is actually going to have a two-act Broadway show? Attached, mm. um, and it's going to be called "Picnics Fucking Suck." On today's show, terrible news from the world of uh, one of our team members, Alexa's genitalia. His penis is broken. Uh, it's a cautionary tale for for you, men, young and old. And Gabby will be uh, sitting out that uh, right because she doesn't. Want to I've hear got a that. bone to pick with you in the outro, Charles. <laughs> you got a broken boner to pick in the outro? <laughs> no. <laughs> and John has been looking at some of the history behind nine eleven, and uh, has oh, apparently a nice big historical piece on, on yeah. broken penises and nine eleven. All the towers are coming down today. But first, let's go to Rebecca Dinamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. The New South Wales government has announced the end to daily COVID presses starting today, stating that the problem is now completely solved if you ignore the whole hospitals being overrun with patients thingy. The press conferences will instead be replaced with a looped recording of the Premier saying, can I just say... Health bodies across the world have encouraged doctors to prescribe ivermectin for patients refusing the COVID vaccine after it was said to cause male infertility. Researchers say that while the drug does nothing to prevent the coronavirus, at least it will stop idiots from reproducing. The Pfizer Corporation have been told it's their own fault that Health Minister Greg Hunt failed to return their emails for two months in the middle of last year. A spokesperson for the government said that if Pfizer had really wanted to get the attention of Hunt, they should have tried tweeting at him from a porn account on Twitter. When asked to comment about this story, Greg Hunt said he'd get back to us in 14 months' time. That's the latest Chaser news you can't trust. Thanks to the federal government's botched handling of the vaccine rollout, I'm a hollow husk of a human being formerly known as Rebecca De Unamuno. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here at the Chase Report, we'd like to take a moment to mourn for the tragedy of 9/11. In 1297, when Scottish rebel William Wallace was defeated in battle by the English. Never forget the terrible loss that the world faced that day. Never forget. So obviously this weekend was the anniversary of 9-11. And John, 
I hear you've done some research. Hi. Well, because it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11, I thought I'd look back at some of the messaging around 9-11, especially in America, and the inspirational stuff that has come out from America. Mm. Mm. And I found an ad campaign from 2002 that I thought was really powerful and beautiful. I thought I should show you some of the stuff I found. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Hello, I'm Laura Bush. All across the country, everywhere I look, I see an American flag. It's wonderful to see. It stands for the rights of many people, religions, and beliefs. That's what freedom's all about. And that's a flag worth flying high. People like you express themselves every day on Disney Channel. What? <laughs> what? So there was an ad by the First Lady for the Disney Channel. Yeah, so that ran on Disney Channel in 2002. Oh, my oh God. God. People looked back at it recently and figured out that it actually started, the campaign started at the same time America was secretly trying to push through invading Iraq. Right. They ran a propaganda <laughs> campaign on the Disney Channel aimed at children for what? some reason. I know what you might be thinking. It's really weird to have Laura Bush talking to all these kids. But don't worry, she's only in one of the ads. Right, okay. Because who wants to hear from Laura Bush when you no. can hear from stars of things like Seventh Heaven or Lizzie McGuire? No. There's an entire ad that is just Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to play a clip from now. G- giving their opinion on patriotism. Well, yeah, I'll just show you the clip and you can see what I mean. I wrote a poem about it. Mind if I... It's called One Man. Me is only one man. How do I stop all this hate? How can I replace it with love instead of sealing my fate? Why would you cut yourself short just because of another person's actions? Instead, give help, love, and there would be no need for a weapon. So remember, life is only as good as you make it. Us as Americans, we will make it. I think through this pain I've learned a powerful lesson. That it's awesome to be an American citizen. <laughs> I hated every second of that. And it's not because it's a kid doing poetry, which already fills me with enough rage anyway. It's just not even a good poem. There was no, there's no yeah. rhyme. There the was no rhythm. It was terrible. There was no performance. Well, it was just, I love America. I love it. Do you know I love America? <laughs> Did you know that America is, I love it. I love America. Gabby, you missed it because I watched the whole two minute thing and then cut it down Ugh. i cut most of the poem out of the poem okay good. one part i did want to write down to bring up with you is it does have a rhyming scheme but he just doesn't follow it well in that clip i, sh- I showed there's a part where he rhymes um take actions and mm. put down weapon no nope. so clearly he was supposed to just put weapons and didn't but then there's one part as well where he rhymed the word lesson with citizen yes i noticed that but again also ah. who at Disney decided that they needed to get a 15-year-old child above. To weigh in. To write a two-minute poem. Yeah. I think we should bring back more propaganda in kids' show, like, in between kids' shows. Like, yes. Why isn't there, there ads with starring Bluey that are just mm. running, like, coal ads? Yes. I've always wondered, you know, which side Scooby-Doo is on. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one that's, again, a lot of testimonials, but I, but the opening alone made me laugh, so I got just the opening of it. Okay that I think fully encapsulates why this campaign is weird. Express themselves every day on Disney Channel. It does help to talk about September 11th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, La Lane, what did they do to you? You know, she was my favourite on Lizzie McGuire. Not only is it obviously an egregious oversteer of propaganda with kids, um, but it's also just like not something Australia would 
ever do purely for the cringe factor. I can uh, see Scott Morrison doing it. I can see Scott Morrison totally doing it. I can see the entire country going, well, this is cringy as fuck. This is exactly where we're heading. This is Scott Morrison's Australia game. No, I know, but the thing, the public will never buy into it. Yeah. This is what I'm saying is, in America, these yes. ads probably were met with bunches and bunches of yes. parents, particularly being like, well, yeah. isn't that nice? America is lovely. Um, but in Australia, if Scott Morrison organised a campaign being like, well, he, I mean, he probably did. How good is Australia? The entire country would be like, can you get fucked? Yeah. Get fucked. Shut yeah. up. Stop talking. So one thing I did find just as a coincidence while I was researching this ad campaign was that it's not the only thing that Disney Channel has done about 9-11. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a 2004 Disney Channel original movie. No. That I'm going to play a clip of the trailer for now. No, there wasn't. So you are an Amy Brad, not a brat, okay? Maddie came aboard looking for her dad. What she found... I have to make an announcement that at approximately 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the nation has gone on full alert. ...was a hero. (laughs) (laughs) So, to clarify, they did a movie about what it would be like to be a kid of an army general during 9-11. And when I say during 9-11, I mean literally during the the attack. Yeah, right. What's it called? It's called Tiger Cruise. What? What? Movie plot aside, what is he supposed to do from a ship? The actual movie is about her learning about the September 11 attacks and that's when she realises that she was being bratty and that there's a bigger picture here. I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) I hate it. And it got rave reviews from American critics. Of course it did. (laughs) However, non-Americans did not like the movie. Yeah. I'm shocked. Give it an Oscar. So which streaming service can we see this on, John? I would assume Disney Plus would have to have it, wouldn't they? I've got to watch this. I'm going to watch this film today. You know what? Watching all that 9-11 stuff over the weekend made me realise what a brat I've been. Yeah. And... And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to turn my life around now. Wow. I'm yeah. proud of you, Charles. I'm going to go murder some Iraqis now. Oh. Go, see ya. Well, you can do it in the name of Disney. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Chaser Report is sponsored by 9-11. The Sports Car by Porsche. Zero to 100 in 2.7 seconds, the Porsche 911 is guaranteed to stand out on the road and in the city. Now only $250,000 drive away. Now there's a story that's been doing the rounds in the office, Charles, and I'm sure you know the one that I mean, the one about (laughs) Alexa. Uh, It's been whispered about, it's been talked about, and I think it's time we found out the details and shared them with our listeners. Alexa, get in here. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Um, No, no, thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, this is a this is a story about my penis. Put um, flatly, I, I was really hoping to tuck it away until it became politically relevant, but unfortunately, that hasn't happened yet. So I guess now is a good time as any. To, um, okay. There's never a bad time. And look to to give the listeners some context. We haven't heard this story. Well, at least I haven't. I, don't I know haven't either. Has. No, yeah, I yeah. just heard a vague summary, which was intriguing. Yeah, and which Gabby is strangely. Um, very interested in as well. <laughs> it's a pity she's not here today, actually. Yes, yeah. um, she was very keen that we cover this in <laughs> yeah, right. the episode. But, uh, but uh, that hasn't stopped me from telling the story <laughs> to lots of friends and family, Alexa. So even though I don't know it, I've, I've sort of extrapolated from the hints I've got. So. I can contextualise that um, men are generally bad at talking about their emotions and their bodies and their physical problems. It's not something that we do well. So let's model some yes. positive male behaviour. Yes. By yes. talking about Alex's junk, and not and not laughing. No, of not course laughing. not. Support, yeah. friendship, yeah. and brotherhood is what this is all about. Thanks for thanks for being so considerate. This was a a very tumultuous time in my life. Um, the story goes back to when I was a fifteen year old, mm. and um, I was lucky enough to have a girlfriend. And as with lots of things that age, we were quite ambitious and reckless, and specifically to do with sexual positions. Um, we were just trying a lot of stuff that. Maybe we shouldn't have been trying and one thing led to another. And in the middle of the act, I heard this noise. There was just like a sound. And <laughs> I, it, it wasn't particularly painful, but it was so disconcerting. And um, <laughs> what essentially happened is that um, her full body weight came down on my, on my penis. And um, ever since then, there was a tiny little kink. So it, at a certain point, it just like tilted a few degrees to the left. And... Um, and I was fine with that. Um, I'd, I'd watched a lot of porn in those days, and there are a lot of lot of shapes and sizes out there. So this <laughs> this wasn't a particular issue for me. But the real clincher happened a year later. Mm. Now it gets quite graphic. I don't know if I need to warn listeners about this. Mm. But, Probably. Um, yeah. Actually, hold on. It, you know, if if there are any kids in the car listening to this, just turn it up a little bit. So <laughs> yes, because they need to know yeah. what experimentation can lead to. Yeah, that's no, right. No, it is It is important because it's quite a confronting thing to see. So maybe it's nice to hear that someone else went through it. Um, so at that point when I was 16, um, everything above that little kink just suddenly died. What? So, yeah. Oh. So I had was what essentially was like, I guess, a medieval flail. So you have like that hard base and then... The rest of it was just like a chain with a oh my with, god with a like um, with a spiky ball at the end that you bonk people on the head with. It was it was mortifying. Um, How worried? What, what did it look like? Was it did it turn black? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some pictures. No, no, no. It was it was completely um it was completely fine. Like it all looked normal. It was just whenever it was erect, the top was still flaccid. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I just had like a half erect penis, and it scared the crap out of me. And I was like, I had no idea what it was. And at first. I was like 16 and I, I assumed maybe I was just unfit. Like I wasn't I wasn't particularly chubby or anything, but I thought maybe I maybe everyone else just does heaps more exercise than I do. But and in so that just, particular just, area or just in general, were you imagining just, bench pressing so, weights were gonna was gonna fix yeah, doing things. Yeah, some penis curls. Well to be fair, the end of it was just so so loose and flaccid that I probably could tie it around a weight. Oh um, my god. And maybe do that. But oh. no, so um, so what I started doing, I just started sprinting. So like every day I was killing myself, <laughs> just like running as fast as I could constantly for like three months and nothing changed. And this, I, oh. I, st- I still resent that to this day. I don't think anyone should be running for no reason. Like this is so <laughs> symbolic of what men do, Alex. They just run away from their problems instead of confronting them. But it got, it got even worse when I confronted it. Um, so I went to the doctor 
as a 16 year old wondering what I could do like whether I was just going to have a half penis for the rest of my life and um and so he diagnosed it and it's this thing called Peronis um which is the same name as the beer which I guess is also <laughs> also linked to erectile dysfunction so the idea is that you I mean do you guys know how the penis works probably not in enough detail <laughs> to understand this story so like it's it's full of little sacks that fill up with blood in order to get an erection but if you snap them um they get replaced with scar tissue, which isn't as elastic. Oh. So essentially, all the sacs will be filling up with blood when you get an erection, apart from everything past that scar tissue point. Oh no! Um, and there's there's not really a cure. Like you, you had a bottleneck. Some... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, what what ends up happening is that um, people get prosthetic penises, which I thought was the coolest thing at the time. Like that was that sounded amazing to me. It was like you've got like an extra little pump underneath your ball sack and you just like you just press it a couple of times and it it fills your penis with saline solution and you've you got an erection that's clever yeah it's amazing but i didn't i had no access to that because um i asked my doctor you know what can i do what are the solutions to this and then he asked me if i was sexually active and i mean in my head I, i want to say like well obviously not but you know i'd like to be but as a 16 year old i didn't i didn't i couldn't really communicate that properly so i was just like no no i'm not and he goes to me, he's just like, okay, well, come back when you get a girlfriend. And that was it. And I left and that became just an in-joke with all my friends. Whenever anyone <laughs> needed help with anything, we'd always be like, come back when you get a girlfriend, mate. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I was one of the lucky ones in that. I think like a small percentage, like 5% of males, it just fixes on its own. Um, and yeah, after about a year, it, it got back to normal. Uh, but, Nature so, is healing. But, but um, so I never came back, even when I did have a girlfriend. Yeah, that is that is extraordinary. That is so much better than what I've been telling my friends. <laughs> story is, I'm going to dine out on that story for months. The, the worst part is, is that I just take it for granted. Like I'm, I'm still being a complete idiot, like bashing my penis into walls. Like I completely <laughs> forgot about that year of trauma. Yeah. Like it was, it was horrendous. Like I was essentially asexual that entire time. Like I didn't even find anyone attractive i mean it has like <laughs> wild repercussions <It> just <laughs> just look after your penis alex and just treasure it treasure it care for it nurture it mm. if you must well it's really good that we're recording this on are you okay day because <laughs> it's like that's true is your penis okay day they should have a penis day are you okay downstairs day i suppose every day is penis, penis day okay day. Day, yeah it's yeah. mm. true well look we've talked a lot about um other things we've talked about people wanking on desks um probably dozens of times so far this year but i'm glad we've we looked at the other side of the uh, the penis mm. as well thank yeah. you alex thank you <laughs> the chaser report is sponsored by september 11. Dr. Chris Brown's birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. Hope you enjoyed your weekend, buddy. Give me a call. It's been a while. I have a bone to pick with Charles, and he's conveniently not here. I think he's escaped. He's gone for a picnic. He changed his mind. Yeah, all right. Okay, so I take two days off work, right? Two measly days off work, and I can expect my name to not be dragged through the mud in that time. Well, I listened to some of the podcasts while I was away for a week, Gabby, and I wouldn't say that was... How you treated me, but anyway. I suppose that's true. However, I did not out you as the office predator 
in an interview. That interview with Alexa. Okay, so Charles said something along the lines of Gabby is particularly interested in this story and then sort of like laughed about how interested I was in Alexa's penis story. No, the thing that interested me was the fact that for two weeks when Alexa would bring this story up in meetings to do in the podcast, he would preface it by saying, but I'm just waiting for it to become politically relevant, which sent me into a mental head spin. How the hell does a broken penis become a political commentary? That's what interested me about the story. And also- Penis is a metaphor for Australia? Yeah, I wasn't the only one. All the interns were equally, we were like banking on when that story was going to go in the podcast. I just want to say, I want to clear my name right here, right now, that that if anyone's the office predator, it's Charles. That sounds too true to be. I have nothing else to say to him. I was a normal amount of interested in a penis tale. And not a weird what, amount. What percentage is that? What percentage? <laughs> like, because I, like, I was not zero percent interested in this story. I didn't know penises could break. Neither, and that's why, like, I put it at like thirty-three percent. Thirty-three percent. Thirty-three percent of my attention was held. Are you um, considering composing a Broadway musical about broken penises at this point? <laughs> I mean, the number would be interesting. I don't even know what genre that would be. But you know, I'm very busy, dumb. I'm very. I haven't got time for broken penis songs. I have to keep writing coronavirus. <laughs> I think a power ballad. Would be yeah. that would be what would be called for. Oh well, maybe I'll put that one on on the on the Thursday presser. Give me a couple <laughs> days. If you want more stories about uh, malfunctioning genitalia, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Um, I don't know if they'll let you post the words "broken penis" as today's code word, so just <laughs> choose. Um, Clear Gabby's name is uh, is what you can do, or oh. just leave any kind of joke. We just want to read them out on Friday and be entertained. So please jump on there and leave us a review. That would help a lot. Please either subscribe <laughs> or follow the podcast, whatever your app says you should do. We would love your support, and it will help us to be able to keep doing these shows. Our gears from Road Microphones, we're part of the Acast Creator Network. Gabby, your name is Clear. Thank God. 33% clear. <laughs> 33% clear. <laughs> See ya. Catch you next time. <laughs>